you can say set a smart framework which can be daily weekly monthly move in that direction this is where you need those smart goals break them down into small tasks as well and take action put in good afternoon and a good evening wherever you're listening from welcome back to the obsessive street again my name is bruce aka coach sibs i'll be your host and it's good to have you on the show but before we get into it for those who've just joined us welcome for those who've been with us thank you let's get down to business part two we're talking about procrastination and we talked about the different types of procrastinators and the different aspects of procrastination and then we identified them now we're going to look at how to overcome them so first and foremost i'm going to do a quick recap on the types of procrastinators first we had the perfectionist the dreamer the avoider we had the crisis maker and the busy bee and we're going to go into each and every one of those and an idea as to how you can overcome that so we're going to get to it the perfectionist okay so we highlighted that the perfectionist is one a person who pays too much attention to the minor details of whatever it is that they want to do and it is because of that that they're afraid to start a task at hand they stress out about getting every detail before they even kick started advice to a person who falls under this category would be instead of letting that obsession with the details take up all the time just be clear on the purpose of the task assign a time limit to each task or each subset of a task that's why you have to map out what you want to do and once you do that attack your project with beats and pieces then by the end of it you have that finished framework and then instead of saying you want to just have the lump sum of the project perfect from the start why not build it up piece by piece for example if you're going to write a report first be clear on the purpose of the report break it down say if the goal is having a report to clearly present changes uh, in data economy you name it for a few months years or whatever don't sweat too much on the minute details focus more on the figures charts and distribution of information so that's how i would say someone who's a perfectionist can overcome that negative aspect if we move on to the dreamer we said the dreamer is someone who enjoys the idea of the plan but they are very poor at the execution part of it they're afraid to take action but they're very creative we got to give them that so how they can get out of this rut instead of being carried away by endless creation of ideas and dreaming and imagination you can say set a smart framework which can be daily weekly monthly move in that direction this is where you need those smart goals break them down into small tasks as well and take action from jump if you look at it when you break tasks down it makes it easier than looking at the task as a whole if i want to run faster on my 100 meter run instead of just going straight to the blocks and keep on running trying to beat my time that i always sit why don't i get the structure of my cadence my takeoff how i build up my kinetics basically then you get into 
the explosive parts of your how you can maintain your explosive speed, etc. That's how you get to that faster run, or that's how you end up deadlifting a bigger weight by progressive overload. We're going to move on from the dreamer to the avoider. This is a person who is wired to take up tasks because they think they can't manage it. They think if they do it, they would have bitten off more than they can chew. Add rise to that. Sometimes instead of focusing on the worst, first tackle the routine. If you tackle adjusting to a routine, it gives you a sense of achievement. It helps you build momentum for production. Let's say you work in it. If you open up your email and you're like, oh, damn, I've got 700 or 400. You're afraid. You don't even know where to start because you're thinking, oh, my God, once I start, it's going to be crazy. Okay. Say once you wake up, you're going to do everything that you're going to do. And then every two, three hours, you're going to do 20 emails. You find yourself, you are setting yourself up for success because you find, okay, you first do your first 20 emails. Three hours later, you do another 20 emails. You're already on 40, 60, and you're going on like that. And then by the time, let's say you get to your third set off a third hour, you're doing more than 20. The idea is to just progressively set yourself up. It goes back to breaking down the tasks to smaller bits and pieces and subtasks, which also tell you how much time and energy you can spend on each. Number four, crisis maker. The crisis maker is that person who deliberately pushes work back until the last minute. Those are those people who want to work under pressure. Advice to a crisis maker is being forced to rush work because you perform better is more than just an illusion because it does not leave room for you to review stuff. It, uh, it leaves room for people to notice a lot of mistakes that could have been avoided from the beginning. There's this perception when people say, I went best under pressure. So they leave things to last minute. Like I said, that's the illusion behind that is you make a lot of errors or you make a lot of oversights that you could have avoided because you're also supposed to have a revision of whatever it is that you've written, whatever it is that you've done. So that when you hand over, let's say, project or report or whatever, you are certain and you are sure that you've left no room for error. It's also all about doing your stuff in beats and pieces as you go to the bigger picture, working within manageable sessions and in between small sessions, giving yourself a break to recover, basically. That's how I would say a person who is a crisis, who is a crisis maker can avoid falling victim to that. Now we look at the busy bee, the kind of person who has their hands in all the cookie jars. They spread themselves so wide that they become very thin. They have trouble prioritizing tasks because they either have too many of them or refuse to work on one because they think it is unworthy of their effort or they just don't really care. So how can you have a workaround around that? First things first, get your priorities straight. Organize your tasks according to importance. Remember when you organize things, According to importance, you have things that are important and immediate. You have stuff that's important, but not immediate. You have not important, not immediate, etc. Organize your tasks according to that, to that paradigm. Then once you do that, it gives you, it narrows down your focus as to how you should move. And it also helps you manage your time apart from managing 
your energy, that is. Instead of wasting time on things that don't matter, you actually use your energy, use your time on things that matter. So by the time you get to stuff that really is not important and not immediate, you can pace yourself through it, you know. And also, I think the need to identify the purpose of your task and expected outcome will also help you in making those priorities straight. Important tasks are those tasks that add value in the long run. So those are the tasks that need a lot of attention and that need you to be at top of your game. So sometimes having your hands in too many cookie jars might seem like it's a very good skill set, but when it comes to priorities, it kind of puts you off track. So let's look at the bottom line. You notice that most of these procrastinators have to do with their mindset. People keep delaying work because they're afraid, they've got anxiety, they have some stress. This is exactly why tweaking your attitude towards work can help you stop procrastinating. This is why breaking down your work to beats and pieces can help you stop procrastinating. Because once you know that our oh, part A is done, let me move on to part B. And you're not overwhelming yourself with the workload. You are navigating it in manageable pieces and timeframes. It doesn't seem like a major problem. Changing your mindset might seem like a lot of work, but doing the smallest thing every day, working it into a habit helps. So from setting goals to breaking them down to small pieces to evaluating each task's value would be prime ideas or prime examples. Even when we look at the type of procrastination, the types of procrastination still follow the same rules or the same principles of procrastinators. For example, you have mild, average, severe procrastination, acute and chronic, anxious, hedonistic, active, passive, and then domain specific. Why I say it has the same principles is all these types of procrastination, the best way you can help yourself identify your end goal, break it down to small pieces, assign a time frame to each small piece and work accordingly giving yourself time to recover, time to breathe, recreation, and coming back. Because once you build this system, the more you do this system, the more it sticks and the more it sticks, the more it becomes a habit. And this is a habit that will help you be more productive than anything else. One might think, no, breaking down a goal is time consuming. No, it's not. It's actually efficient and effective than looking at the end goal and trying to just go to the end goal. The end goal might be short, but it's very treacherous, very dangerous, leaves a lot of room for error, and you mess a lot of things up along the way. Everything is rushed. You don't perform to your best. So when you look at the types of procrastination, still they fall under the same note of advice that we would give for the types of procrastinators. As always, and you already know, every Sunday, 10 a.m., Middle Eastern Time, Bruce, a.k.a. Coach Sibs, the Obsessive Spreegan, and I'm out.